everybody on this Tuesday morning. This is our uh, TNT devotional. Uh, stands for Tuesday and Thursday. Also stands for Explosive Power. Uh, name comes from, if you don't remember or weren't with us, comes from Romans chapter 1, verse 16, where the Apostle Paul says that uh, the gospel is the dunamis or the power, the dynamite power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. And, and I'm going to repeat something that I've been saying my whole adult life, but I feel like I really, really have been needing to say it lately. And just, you know, on uh, YouTube, on uh, Facebook, just an amen would suffice here if you agree with me. I believe the answer to all of the world's problems right now, the answer is Jesus, Jesus. And, uh, his dynamite power through through the gospel. Um, remember, uh, as always, please let us know where you're joining us from in the comments. If you have a prayer need, um, or if you want to pray for somebody, you can do that in the comments as well. Uh, if you want to put a word of encouragement over there, I want to welcome everybody on YouTube. I'm seeing lots of folks, man. That's cool. Stacy, Heidi, Carolyn, Dennis, Courtney, Robin, Tabitha. We got some folks watching us on. Uh, Facebook, maybe? Yeah. Yep. Um, my wife here, out of camera shot, as always. Uh, but anyway, th thanks for making this time that we have together work. Um, and it really does. It, there's something special about us even getting together like this. You know, I think it was last Tuesday when my internet died or whatever happened. Still don't know for sure what happened, but... Um, I, you know, Larry came over and, and fixed me up with a, a hard wire right to the, the router and everything. So hopefully that won't happen again. But I told him, <laughs> I said, you know what? It doesn't really matter. Honestly, it doesn't really matter if it if if I'm talking or not, because I think the 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 power behind this is not just me talking. I think the, the power behind this is people like you, like right now, getting together in the comments because when everything crashed and burned last Tuesday morning, you guys just kept on praying for each other and kept on <laughs> encouraging one another. So it's not that I don't feel like I'm doing anything important here. I, th I think I'm doing something slightly important, but I think the more important thing is in the fact that people are together in uh, Jesus's name anyway. So keep on keeping on. Appreciate it. Um, a great start this past Sunday to getting back in the buildings. First time in 14 weeks, first time in 14 weeks back in the building. And I want to thank the staff and the volunteers who made it happen, who made it happen and who cleaned up after it happened. And I wish you could have seen it, man. I took a video of it, um, from the stage at 288 when people walked out of the, out of the auditorium after the 945 service and just like ants with spray bottles and, and rags and masks on to converge on the auditorium. Probably I'm going to say 25, 30 people maybe in the auditorium, just cleaning everything, all the armrests that they have, that we have at 288 and the grandstands and clean the backs of the seats where people might put their hands. And I mean, it was just amazing. So a uh, very safe environment. If you haven't joined us yet, uh, safe as safe as we can get it, you know, with the social distancing and all the cleaning and all that. But awesome, awesome, awesome time together in God's house. Uh, registration is open again. 
already. Uh, we're going to continue to do that as necessary. We have two services again this Sunday, 9.45 and 11.15 a.m. You can register at New Hope Church TV. And the reason that we're registering people, I hope you understand this, is not because we want people to have to work to go to church, but because we want to stay within the state recommendations for social distancing. And we got a lot of people to go to our church. As I've said before, I have friends in the area who their, their church wasn't 50% full to begin with. And so they were able to go back and have services, you know, weeks ago and they could social distance because their church was always socially distant. Um, but uh, ours is a little different when, when you have five services at a couple campuses and a lot of people that go to our or go to our church. We can't just open it up because there, there's the potential that too many people, which is weird to, to say that. <clears throat> but there's the potential that too many people would converge on one service and we would not be within the state guidelines and that would not be good and it wouldn't be a good witness for our community. So for now, we're taking registrations. All right. So sign up if you want to join up. If you are uncomfortable or out of our area, by all means, continue to join us right here on this platform that you're on right now. We'll continue to broadcast live. All right. So we're talking about seasons right now in our TNT devotionals. And I think that the Lord sort of led me here because I believe right now that for the most part, we're more aware than usual that we're going through a season. But I will remind you, seasons don't last. And that's one of the things that we discovered very quickly in our devotionals is that seasons sometimes come very quickly and sometimes they leave very quickly. And here's something else that is true. Um, you can be in different seasons than the people around you. You can be in a different season than the people around you that we all sometimes are in different seasons. Um, you know, you may be in a different season than your spouse. They may be going through something personally or physically or something that that so it puts them in a little bit different season or they got a little bit different take on something or maybe something happened to their their mom and dad or their family that kind of puts them in a different season. Even with friends, sometimes you're often in, in different seasons and those seasons don't always mesh up with each other. Um, if you understand seasons better, then I, then I think this is at least uh, for us in this time together, this could be a benefit that if we do understand that seasons come and go and we might be in a different one than someone else and we're able to better sympathize with our friend, with our spouse, with uh, somebody in our church family who's going through a difficult time. And, and as I said, uh, back when we talked about Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, <laughs> as, I, as I said, when we talked, I'm sorry. When we talk about them, um, that when somebody's strong, another one might be weak. And so if you have friends or you're married, there'll be times when the season you're going through is not as difficult as the season that your friend or your spouse is going through. And you can help them through that season. But uh, by the way, we're going to be in Ecclesiastes chapter three today. I forgot to tell you that at the very beginning. In fact, I'm going to dart around to several, <clears throat> several scriptures today. But uh, let me begin in. Genesis, I just I picked out some verses about seasons. Okay, so uh, if you want to go over Ecclesiastes 3 and meet me there in just a moment. But in Genesis chapter 2, uh, verse 22, it says, As long as the earth remains, there will be springtime and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night. <clears throat> 
So when God set up this earth, he, he set it up with seasons. And I think we know that. Um, God has established the seasons kind of along with the calendar. But there are also seasons of life that God has established. And you can look at that, you know, in your lifetime, you can see different seasons uh, since you were very young. Um, but there are also different seasons now uh, in adulthood, seasons of, um, uh, you know, relational experiences or physical happenings in our bodies or spiritual seasons or emotional seasons of life. In fact, in Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse one, <clears throat> it says there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. A time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. So, you know, every farmer, every weekend gardener knows that there are seasons. And, and if you don't, if you don't have changes in the seasons, like if it's all, if it's just summertime, 100% of the time, it's very difficult for the plants to make it. If it's wintertime all the time, it's very difficult, so, you know, fall, spring. Um, <clears throat> so, Changes in seasons are necessary in order for the plants to grow. In order for there to be a harvest, there has to be a change in season. And I believe the same thing is true in our lives. We have to go through various seasons in order for us to grow. Like, like right now, <laughs> we're in a season right now. And uh, this time period is something that, that God can use to help us to grow. And when I say grow, I mean to mature. Now remember, I think it was a week before last, I don't remember now guys, I'm sorry, but we talked about the waters of Mara, how it was bitter and uh, the, for the children of Israel. And, and God said, it's a test, it's a test. And, and life, as you well know, is full of tests. Every, every day, every day is a test. If it's a, if it's a, if it's a good day, that's a test. If it's a bad day, um, that's a test as well. And you don't pass the test by running out of the classroom. Like if you're in, uh, in, in high school or in college and the, the teacher or the professor comes and puts a, a, a pop quiz on your desk, you don't pass the test by, <laughs> by running out of the room. And not taking the test, you got to go through the test to pass the test. And you know we're going through a season right now, so I think it's important that we know how to pass the test. Let me give you a few more facts about seasons today, uh, just as we explore this topic. And and we'll do this for the next I don't know a couple of uh, TNT devotionals. But one <clears throat> one fact about tests is this: they're beyond my control. Seasons are beyond my control. I can't control when a season happens. I can't control how long they take. I can't control when I'm going to run into a season, you know, or the location of a season. So the duration, the location, the intensity, all those things, I, I don't really get to choose those things. Um, a lot of seasons begin with an interruption or an inconvenience, as obviously we've seen this year. And uh, when you, sometimes when you go into a new season, your neat little schedule gets tossed out the door. All of a sudden, you know, something happens and uh, your, your plans change 
or they get canceled, as has been in my case, big time, a lot of things canceled. And you have to, you just, you got to sit down with God and you got to get out the calendar again and say, okay, what next? What next? And honestly, I'm doing that every single day. What next? Please tell me what next, what's next. So anyway, um, there, there are different kinds of seasons. Uh, a couple that we might be familiar with and that we're all going to go through. One is grief. Grief is a season. And grief is something that we're all going to experience. The reason we're going to experience this is because we are loving people. If you're in a church family, like you're in a church family, then I know something about you. You love people. You have people in your life that you love. You know, if you're not in a church family, you know, like um, you, because you don't want to be around people, then then you're probably not going to suffer as much grief in your life. I, I don't know that for sure because I'm not there. But, um, you know, on an extreme example, and I'm not saying unchurched people are like this, but I'm just saying if you were just totally isolated, like, you know, Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber out in the shed somewhere out in the middle of nowhere, um, you probably won't have a lot of grief in your life because you're not close to anybody. But if you're in a church family, then that says something about you, that, that you love people. You probably have friends that are, you're close to. You probably have people, maybe a life group that you're close to. Maybe you have family members that you're close to. So you love people. And if you love people, you're going to experience grief. You're going to experience grief. Now, I'm not just talking about people dying. I'm talking about, you know, Let's just say you have kids, those kids grow up and they walk out of the house. I'm telling you, you know, as empty nesters, as Jane and I are right now, there's a, there's grief associated with your kids walking out the door and carrying everything they own with them. It's like the, the end of a season for someone being around. And it, it can happen to you, you know, with friends as well that are um, moving out of the state or maybe just moving on to another friendship or something. And, You've had those friends for a season. Um, and I believe that there's a lot of truth in that, that we do have friends that are around us for a season. I can look back on the history of our church, man. I had like good friends, Jane and I both, just good, awesome friends that were there for us. And then, you know, seasons change and they moved on. And um, it was pretty painful. A lot of time, very painful. We went through times of grief, maybe still are a little bit down deep inside somewhere. But I'm just telling you, if you love people, there are going to be seasons of grief. And since you're here today with us watching this, I would imagine that you do love people. And um, you've, you've gone through some grief in your life. And the good news about all this, and I need to get to the point here, but I'm just talking, I'm sorry. Uh, the Bible says in First Thessalonians that we don't grieve like other people grieve. That even though grief is a season right here, right now, we don't grieve like other people grieve because when we lose someone, whether it's a, a Christ-following friend who died or family member who has died and gone to be with the Lord or someone who has just moved on from us, the truth is that someday we're going to be in heaven. And all of that weirdness, if it was a friend that moved on, all of that weirdness will somehow be gone, ripped away. And 
we'll see that person in heaven and it'll be all good. It'll be all good. And, and the person that uh, we loved and they uh, went to be with the Lord, we're going to see them. It's just going to be awesome. Okay. So are we grieve? Yes. In this life. And that is a season, but we don't grieve like other people grieve another, another season um, would be a season of waiting. Um, the, the reason that, we all go through this season is because that there are so many things in this life that are out of our control. If we could control things, I just guarantee you that most of us would not wait very long. We would just make it happen. If we could control things, we would just make it happen, but uh, we can't control everything. And so there, we end up having seasons of waiting in our life. You know, and, um, you, you wait for a prayer to be answered. You wait for a door to open. You wait for, a child to mature and quit acting like a fool. You know, you wait for a spouse to make it through something personally that they're going through, maybe a tough time at work, maybe a grief that they're experiencing. So a season of waiting is something that we all share in common. Uh, honestly, and obviously this next one, <clears throat> pardon me, a pandemic. Pandemic has been a tough season for many people. <clears throat> as uh, maybe some for some jobs, the, the job that they have now or had is now gone. Maybe their plans have vanished. Um, school has ended abruptly. This is a tough season for many people. Um, so the seasons are uncontrollable in your life, no, no matter what you'd like to do about them. What I would like to do about them, because I'm just telling you, if I could change a lot of things, I would change things today, today. I would sign executive orders with the power given to me by God. <laughs> I would change so much today. But uh, that's not how seasons work. And some seasons do seem to speed by. Others seem to drag on. I can remember back when I was in school, like elementary school, elementary school, seemed to go on forever like it would not end i remember getting ready for school every day i just hated it man and school seemed like it was 25 hours long i wasn't a good student just to be totally honest but then i got to high school high school went pretty fast i was more involved in sports and boom all of a sudden it was my senior year and it was an amazing fun season year with our basketball team and and then it was over and then i went to college and it was pretty good, but then uh, my senior year of college, it was just terrible. Senior year of college, I got senioritis, if you've ever heard of that, and it just seemed to drag on. Every day was terrible, just taking too long, and I thought I was never going to get out. And I had so many times my senior year when I just wanted to walk away, when I just wanted to go into ministry early, just get away from school, tired of doing the homework. How's this class ever going to help me? This professor doesn't get it. Um, this is, you know, I just wanted to be done with it. Okay. And, uh, but anyway, some, th some things happen fast. Some things take their time, but you cannot control what a season feels like. So who, who determines the seasons? I have your answer right here. Uh, Daniel chapter two, verse 21, living Bible. God controls the times and the seasons he makes and unmakes kings god is the one who controls the times and the seasons he makes and unmakes kings so god sets people up as leaders 
he deposes others. God is in control of world events, and it may not seem like it, but he is. And honestly, that's how I sleep at night. That's how I sleep at night, and that's how I don't lose my mind. I have, uh, without saying too much, I have pastor friends who are always a little stressed. Uh, They're always trying to figure out what to say, how to tackle this current world issue that's going on, whatever that issue might be. And they're stressed. And when I meet with them online now, when I meet with them, they're like (laughs) trying trying to figure it out and kind of in angst, you can kind of feel it. And uh, honestly, I'm not saying I have superpowers, but honestly, I don't stress out, man. I don't stress out because in, in my, the, the way I see life as a pastor is I have one job, point people to Jesus, one job. I'm pretty confident in Jesus' dynamite TNT abilities to correct the problems of this world, to overcome the problems of this world. So what do I do? I just defer to Jesus 100% of the time. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Because you, you think about it. If the Bible is true, and I believe that the Bible is true 100%, and if God is in ultimate control, and I believe that he is, then no matter what happens, what's happening is that God is moving the world toward the final destiny that he has in mind. And... Uh, Politicians, you know, they'll come and go. Issues will come and go. Movements will come and go. Tough times, good times will come and go. But here's something that I know to be true. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And eventually, he's coming back. And doesn't matter what anybody does. Doesn't matter how you frame the argument. Doesn't matter what you say doesn't matter if you do a good job of handling what's going on or a bad job. Jesus is coming back. And my job, and I believe your job as well, is to help people get ready for that day when he comes back or when we go to see him, whichever comes first. Uh, Something else about seasons, then I need to kind of look toward the exit here. But seasons of life are oftentimes confusing. Sometimes... You're in situations and, and, and you think, man, why is this happening to me? I don't understand it. Uh, understanding usually follows an experience rather than preceding it. Understanding usually follows an experience rather than preceding it. We tend to understand seasons after we're through the season. Like we don't understand the season while we're in it. We just sit there and we're like, why in the world is this happening right now? Uh, because we, we Because oftentimes in the middle of, uh, bad times, especially, we don't see the good in it. And that kind of happened to me. Uh, if you rewind a decade ago, I could not fathom. And I know my mom and dad are watching this and they were in the ministry for 50 years. They'll, they'll agree with this. I could not fathom. If you were to rewind 10 or 15 years ago, I couldn't, I would not be able to fathom being out of the building, out of the church buildings for 14 weeks straight. There's no way. There's no way. I would have thought that will never happen unless, you know, Marxists and communists take over the United States. And that might happen. But 
it, it never was going to happen, you know, in, in the country in my lifetime. I didn't think. So how is that a good thing? But God has used this past 14 weeks to increase the reach of our church. I would have never seen that. Um, Howard told me yesterday, I think it was yesterday, that uh, at the Alvin campus, and I'm sure this is more true than we know, but he says for sure at the Alvin campus that this past Sunday morning, first time they've been back at the Alvin campus, just like the rest of our church, 14 weeks straight, he said he met two brand new families that had never been to our church before, but they have engaged with us online and they are now part of our church family. I never would have seen that coming. But I think it's something that's going to be repeated again and again and again. But usually you don't understand those kinds of benefits while you're in a season. You got to get to the other side of it, and then look back and start to see the fruit of that season. Um, looking back oftentimes give us, gives us a greater perspective than looking forward. Um, when we look ahead, we don't know what's going to happen. But looking back, you can kind of see what's happening, and it kind of gives you a good perspective of that season that you've gone through. Um, so seasons, as I said, can be confusing. Hindsight, 2020, though. However, hindsight is not always 2020. This is where trust comes in. There are things that we're going to go through in our life, and we're going to get to the other side of it, and we're going to look back on it, and it's still not going to make sense. Still. But this is where God is still God. And I'm not trying to be harsh here. I just I want to be honest with the people of this church. God is God, and God doesn't always owe us an explanation. Sometimes we get an explanation. Sometimes we can see the fruit of a season, a difficult season. But sometimes we just can't. And he doesn't give us an explanation. And I think, I believe with all my heart, that God knows someday that we'll know why we went through a season. But in the meantime, I think the greater lesson here is he's teaching us to live by faith, to live by faith. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11 says, God does everything just right, and he does everything on time. The people can never fully, completely understand what he is doing. God does everything just right and on time, but people can never fully and completely understand what he is doing. So if you can understand everything that God is doing, then you wouldn't be human. You'd be God, but you're not. The Bible says his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. It'd be like an ant trying to understand a human being or trying to read a, a textbook from school, you know, an ant trying to do that. Uh, your brain capacity or an ant's brain capacity wouldn't be enough to do that. And our brain capacity isn't enough to understand all the things that God does. And so when we go through a tough time, we just got to trust God. We got to trust God that there's a reason for it, that he's going to make something good come out of it. As I, as I said, you know, my senior year of college, I wanted just to quit. I wanted, I wanted to get on with my life is what I wanted to do. And I wanted to go into ministry. As a matter of fact, I, I found myself um, having a reoccurring, a recurring daydream. I would sit 
I would sit in class and I would wonder how far away I could get on two tanks of gas because that's about all I could afford. I thought, man, I'm just going to get in my car. I'm going to fill up <clears throat> and I'm going to drive and drive until I run out of gas. I'm going to drive and drive, fill up and then drive and drive again. <clears throat> I would just sit there wondering where I could end up, uh, you know, what, what beautiful river I could end up next to. And I could just sit there and I could fish and I could just eat a sack lunch and, or someplace warm and beautiful. And, and I think that God made us all that way. And here's, here's why I say that because God put inside of every one of us, a yearning for heaven, a yearning for heaven. And we get into this, into tough seasons and boom, we want to go somewhere better. See, that's the yearning for heaven. We're in a tough time. We don't want a tough time. We don't want a, a world like we're in. We want to go to someplace better. We want to be someplace more beautiful and someplace more fun and someplace more relaxing. That is an inward yearning for heaven. It's like when uh, Jane and I, I was so looking forward to going back with her to the place where we honeymoon next month. Um, unable to do that now that trip has uh, been canceled. The airline doesn't even fly there anymore. And so we're settling for someplace not so exotic, <laughs> but we're going away, which is awesome. Thank you, Lord, for that. But uh, I think that's part of the longing in us to get away from the daily routine, from the stress, from the work, to go someplace where it's fun, to go someplace where it's beautiful, different, no problems, no concern, maybe a little bit more money, you know, in the pockets that you can spend on things that you maybe wouldn't spend money on while you're at home, uh, meal, more meals out in a week and so forth. And, uh, you know, when, when you have those thoughts too, if, if you're like me, you want your, if you're married, you want your spouse with you, you want your family with you. Even think about, man, this would be fun to have so-and-so come with us on this trip because they would really enjoy this too. So you, you, which is wild, man. You know what that is? That's a yearning for heaven. You want to be someplace better, someplace with no stress, someplace with loved ones around you. That's heaven. And God put that in us. And many people try to find it here by, you know, traveling or creating the perfect circumstances, you know, a beautiful home or a beautiful piece of property. But then you have that and the yard needs to be mowed and and things need to be cared for and or you go to the Caribbean and it rains the entire time you're there and the trip costs twice as much as you budgeted. Um, you take you try to take a retreat somewhere to go to the hill country, but then you forget that you left your garbage in your garage and you get back and it stinks or the mortgage is due while you're gone and you got to get online while you're in the hill country to pay for it and all that. You know, I'm just saying you can never truly get away from here. Because here is where we are. <clears throat> and you can't run from, can't run from seasons either. Because they're here for a reason. With all the, the, the vantage point of, in my life of time and experience and Google Maps, none of which I had my senior year of college. I now know that if I would have lived out my daydream of two tanks of gas away from my school in Joplin, Missouri, I would have ended up probably some, somewhere outside of Dallas, Texas. Not exactly a tropical stress-free retreat. 
I just knew Missouri wasn't heaven. I knew that. But the truth is, Dallas isn't either. Isn't either. Um, but someday, someday, when the time is right, in God's time, we'll get to the real retreat. We'll get to heaven someday. And it'll be perfect. And there will be no more difficult seasons. And all that we yearn for, you know, that perfect place with everyone around us who's healthy and happy, where the weather is absolutely perfect every day, where there is no stress, no pain, no tears, that the God of the universe who knows those inner longings within us has created exactly for us, just for me, just for you. We'll be there in his time, not in our time, in his time. So what do we make of the mess that we're in right now? This is called a season. And it too shall pass. And then it'll be good again. And life will ebb and flow, ebb and flow, ebb and flow. And the high points that are coming will be good, but they will not be anything like what we will experience someday when God calls us to walk through the gates of heaven. So all that to say this, don't get discouraged here. God is working his plan. Bad times won't last forever, but someday we'll be in a place that will last forever. And you get there one way, and he's the answer that I'm always pointing you guys to, Jesus. There's only one way to get there, Jesus, and what he did for you on the cross of Calvary. And there's only one way to have the power to make it through what we go through here on this earth in the difficult seasons, Jesus. And so I hope that you know him today. If you're not accepted him into your heart and into your life and ask him to be your Lord and Savior and to take away your sins, I would encourage you to do that today. Can I pray for you? Let's bow. Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for the promises of your word. Thank you for the uh, hope of heaven that we have. Thank you that even though we go through difficult times and even times of grieving here on this earth, that we know that there's something better coming and that we don't have to grieve like the world grieves, those who have no hope grieve, but we have hope and our hope is in you. Thank you, Jesus, for making a way for us. Lord. And uh, be with those, especially God, who are going through great difficulties right now. I pray your blessing on them. I pray hope for them, Lord, that they would awaken to the hope that can be found in you and that they too can understand today that this too shall pass. I pray this in your son's name. And all the people said, amen. Hey, love you guys. If you have not registered for Sunday service and you want to join us, go online right now, newhopechurch.tv, and get registered for the service that you want to come to with your family. And uh, if you cannot or don't want to show up in person as of yet, that is absolutely 100% okay. Please, please continue to join us online. You're a part of this family too, and uh, we love you. And I will see you very soon. How about Thursday morning, 8 a.m.? See you at the next TNT devotional. God bless. Love you.